Ready? Good evening, brethren. For our introduction, I give you some thoughts on the purpose of spiritual growth, which I see evidenced in all of you as a desire of your heart to grow in your spirit toward the Lord. So what is this spiritual growth? It is certainly imperative. What's, what is spiritual growth? Well, nurturing of the new man, I would say, definitely yes. helps us understand what that is. Galatians 2.20 is where Paul says, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Well, Ephesians 2.1 says, You were dead in trespasses and sins. And then Paul says, But we were made alive together with Christ. Growth can only happen where there's life. And you can't talk about spiritual growth without having life from Christ Jesus. So, if you have an appetite to grow in the Lord, it's because of this new life God has placed in you. So where there is spiritual life, there can be spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is satisfying your calling and capacity to be filled with God to the saving of your soul. I'll say it again. Spiritual growth is satisfying your calling and capacity to be filled with God to the saving of your soul. I had this thought as I was reading 1 Peter 2.2, which says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. So what does it look like? Well, According to 2 Peter chapter 1, it looks like virtue, it looks like knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly love, and charity. So many fruits that we see from the Spirit's work in us. But you know, we are living stones being built up together as a spiritual house, 2 Peter says. And Christ is the chief cornerstone. He's also the head of his church and makes the body grow so it can build itself up. Now, I remember times when I sought spiritual growth because I wanted to be edified, edifying to my fellow brethren, which had its place, actually. That desire has its place, and I don't think we ever, we never throw that off but that was that's what I thought my purpose in growing spiritually was to some extent and it is but is the purpose of spiritual growth purely to serve the body I don't think we would agree that it is it's certainly an outcome the Lord will equip you as he grows you up but we're actually not not for that purpose, I would, I would say that that is not the main purpose, nor is it to simply have my own personal sense of well-being, as is often spoken of in the world, mm-hmm. that the more mature you are, the more self-actualized you are, you have this sense of purpose and meaning in yourself that doesn't change from the outside world. Well, it could be, there are some, some elements of truth in that, but the closer we are to the Lord, we see that we are a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
spiritual growth and being filled and satisfied with God actually gives us just more joy and satisfaction in the Lord. And then, see, then he produces fruit in you that makes you edifying to you, brethren. That does give you confidence and joy and peace in believing and satisfy your soul. And it's important to have spiritual growth in that perspective because you will face oppositions and you will have discouragements. And those who are seasoned in the faith among us can testify to this, that it is that connection directly with God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ that sustains us. And that through trial, we're still getting, God is still taking up more and more territory in us. He's still taking up a deeper and stronger, firmer residence in us. Philippians 2.13 says, We are to the praise of God and for his glory. As we abide in Christ the vine, he produces much fruit in us. And this returns to him as glory and honor. So and if I am the motive for spiritually growing, I cannot grow up in every way unto him who is the head who is Christ, Ephesians 4. If I become concerned only with my place and function in the body, I will be stunted at best in finding it. And the church in Corinth is good evidence of this. They had a great deal of growing to do by putting their focus on the Lord directly and really being filled with him. But by letting steadfastness have its full effect, James 4, I love that phrase, by satisfying the longings of the Spirit, by submitting to Christ's purifying prunings, the Spirit not only has more freedom to reign in your soul, but expands the borders of your heart and of your mind, of your will, of your soul, like new wine and new wineskins. What is that? He's completing. God is completing a good work, the work he began in you. Until the day of Christ, this new life must grow. It will grow as you feed it. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So really as we meet together here, we do two things. We share of the spiritual aliment that the Lord has given us. And we feast together. And as we do, that meal just gets greater and and more wonderful, Mm -hmm. palatable to our souls. Our appetites increase. Mm -hmm. And so let us in every way submit to the Lord's thirsting and hunger that he's put in us Mm -hmm. in every way. You will find that as you do, you lose a taste for this world. And even when it beckons to you, you'll find you can set it aside and and lay it aside in order to be satisfied with God. Let us pray. Father, we seek to be fed of you now. So, Lord, we look to you and thank you that you, you love us and that You have begotten us in Christ, and you've made us new. We are new creatures, and we have new appetites, and we thank you for that, Father. We pray that now we would strengthen one another in our new man, and that we would be encouraged as we
as we minister alongside one another, as each one participates, give them the unction of your spirit that we may all be mutually edified. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You're up, Sister Tanya.